This episode of Shaun of the South is brought to you by Case Knives, a tradition of my family dating back to my granddaddy, the fisherman, the woodcarver, and the Southern Baptist, who always said the best cure for idle hands is to build something. So keep your hands sharp with a Case Knife. Hey, you're listening to Shaun of the South, and I'm your host, Sean Dietrich, and we are coming to you live, and that music here behind me is Lateral Blue. Lateral Blue, everybody.
I'm going to read you a little bit of our mail today. Jack Hagan, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Hey, Sean, it's my grandmother's birthday, and I wanted to see if I could get you to wish her happy birthday on the air. Her name is Maureen, and she loves your show. Dear Maureen, happy birthday. Dick Hartford, Alfreda, Georgia. My dad's going on a cruise this week with a new someone he met since my mama died. He's been seeing this woman for a few months now, and I'm happy for him. He is 80 this summer. And he gives me hope that it's never too late to find love again. I was divorced last year, but I'm trying to take his example. I'm trying to be like Dad and not give up. Caitlin Floss, Fayetteville, Tennessee. All my husband really wanted for his birthday was a cowboy hat, a nice one. He plays country music in a band on the weekends, and his straw hat was just cheap and wearing out. So I went to this really nice hat store and got one for him made out of beaver pelt, and it's a light brown like buckskin, and it looks like it used to belong to John Wayne. When we went out to hear him play one Saturday, he was still wearing his straw hat with holes in it, and he wore it all the way through the show until the last song. And just before he sang that last song... He put on his new hat and he sang a song that was our song. It was the same song we danced to at our wedding. Little things mean more to me the older I get. We have a great family, five kids and 13 acres, and I'm just so blessed. And I thought perhaps you'd like a good story about an old cowboy hat. Dear Caitlin, you have no idea how much I love stories about cowboy hats. Charles Dent, Conway, Arkansas. Sean, I told my son he couldn't have any more ice cream sandwiches because the doctor said he'd been eating way too much sugar. And I swore to him that I wouldn't eat any more ice cream sandwiches either, except on the weekends we would have one together. But the thing is, I have a pretty bad ice cream sandwich addiction. So, one day I came home from work, and I was going to sort of sneak an ice cream sandwich out of the freezer without my son knowing. And when I reached into the box of sandwiches, I found something. It was a yellow post-it note that said, Remember, Dad, you promised. God, my kid, is smart. If you read this on your show on Saturday, just know that he and I are eating ice cream sandwiches together listening to it. His real name is Ricky, but we call him Ray Ray for short. Dear Charles and Ray Ray, enjoy them sandwiches for me. Sharon Dyson, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Hi, Sean, I listened to your show on a drive to Atlanta to see my mother-in-law. My husband stumbled on your stuff, and I just want to tell you, you made the drive with us the entire way, and we made ourselves stop along the way to get Coca-Cola and peanuts, and we actually tried putting the nuts in the bottle like you suggested. I've never done that before, probably won't ever do it again, I didn't like it very much, but I just wanted to say thanks for your show, keep it up, you have two Yankees way up here in Harrisburg who are listening to you. Nicolette Sprague, Greenberg, Kansas. Hey, Sean, I have several friends who love your stuff, and we're about to go on a family vacation together to the beach. I just wanted to surprise them with a shout-out to Rick, Janice, Macy, Tanya, Shelly, Jordan, Kristen, and Andrew. We all had babies at the same time, and we kept telling ourselves we would one day go on a parent's vacation, but we just never did. Our oldest kids are about the same age, 10 years old. It's been too long since we made that promise to go on a trip together, but now we're actually doing it because it's summer. We rented a big house. We got plenty of coolers and stuff. I'm looking forward to it, so if you could give us a shout-out, that would be awesome. Hey, everybody, Nicolette Sprague and friends, here's a shout-out from Sean Dietrich. Ryan Perea, Auburn, Alabama. 
Sean, my mother's been babysitting my daughter while I work weekends, and my daughter got her hooked up listening to your show. Will you tell my mother how thankful I am that she watches my girls? She is the best mother in the whole world. She raised me and my sister on nothing, with no help from anyone. She's a hard worker, and I feel she deserves a lot more than what she got in this life. I don't know how you go about choosing which letters to read on the air, but my kids and her would freak out if they heard their names read by you. My two girls are Carrie and Dorothy Grace, and my mother's name is Mary Louise. Carrie and Dorothy Grace and Mary Louise and Ryan Perret, I love you. I don't know you, but I love you. Ford Patterson, Guthrie, Oklahoma. Sean, I was coming home from the store, and I saw this guy on my porch selling magazines for some sort of charity deal, I guess. And he went through his sales pitch, and I have to tell you, he was pretty good. And he seemed like a cool kid. He could make you laugh if you listened to him long enough. He's a natural salesman. And suddenly I felt so bad for sending him away that I just subscribed to all sorts of magazines, even though I didn't want them. It didn't cost me much, but it sure made his day. And it occurred to me just how little it takes to make someone's day. I figured you'd like to hear stuff like that. You bet I would, Mr. Ford Patterson. And to Tyranny, Anniston, Alabama. Sean, my son just got potty trained. It's been a long, 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 long ordeal. And it's really all thanks to the commitment on my wife's part because I would have given up long ago. Because I'm kind of lazy. I'm lazy. She worked with him on it day in and day out, and he finally sat on the toilet and he did his thing. And my wife and I were both videoing him with our phones when it happened. And there I was thinking to myself, we're a couple of grown-ups videoing somebody using the toilet. It's really not something I guess you want to share on Facebook, but you do want to remember it. What has this world come to? But I'd do it over again because my son is my whole life. He's grown so fast it's ridiculous, and I don't want to miss a moment of it. My wife is awesome too. I couldn't ask for a better mother. I couldn't ask for a better family. Patricia Dargett, Montgomery, Alabama. When I was a young girl, my mom and I would listen to Saturday radio programs with Hank Williams. I will never forget it. But sometime after TV started, I guess, radio just kind of fizzled out. And it makes me sad because I love radio. My favorite part of the programs was the announcements and the commercials. Sean, you should consider having old-time commercials on your show just for kicks. Or maybe even just reading an old commercial script. That would be good enough for me. I remember Hank Williams used to advertise Mother's Biscuits. You're probably too young to remember that. Anyway, I just thought it'd be something you could do really well. Well, Patricia, how about this? From the folks who make Mother's Best Flour, Mother's Best Farm Feed, and new Mother's Best Self-Horizon Cornmeal, bring you Mother's Best Lovesick Blues Boy, and all of Mother's Best Music Makers, and yours truly, Mother's Best Little Old Boy Cousin Sean Dietrich. How about y'all come on in and sit down and I'll fix you up a mess of biscuits right here. Come on in, come on in and try something of mama's. Come on in, come on in, please remove your Fitbit. Come on in, come on in and have a seat at the table. You won't be sorry if you try some of mother's biscuits. Next letters from our listeners. Let's have another song from Lateral Blue. Lateral Blue.
side looking back at me and every time I look at the stars I wonder if you're seeing them wherever you are I ask our friends they've seen you around they've seen you loving on a life the sweet and sound but they say Summertime is here, and it's got me excited because summertime does that. Summertime is just 
pure excitement. That's all it is. It's when the earth gets so excited that it can't contain itself, and so it's got to do something about it, and so it blooms and it blossoms, and it gets all hot and excited, and that's summer. The whole world is just is one big ball of excitement. That's why the whole whole of society just starts starts running around in circles and, and doing things they wouldn't normally do. You can look and you can see on the interstates lines of traffic that would go for miles and miles and miles and inside each one of these cars and traffic is is a family. And that family is all crammed dangerously close together inside a little minivan with coolers and bathing suits and sand toys and all sorts of air mattresses and things, and they're making all sorts of smells inside that car that make the mom and dad roll down the windows and hang their head out and say, Holy Lord, I'll be so glad when summer is over. (laughs) You would never normally do that on any other season of the year, but you do it at summer. You do it during the summer because it's the time when excitement makes you do stupid things. It's when you get a little bit drunk on the, on the energy swimming around in the sunlight and the clouds. Lord, I have no idea what I'm even saying. <laughs> See, this is the portion of the show that I like to refer to as the, the opener. And this is when you just kind of talk off the top of your head. And, and you do this for just about as long as, as people are looking at you with a look that says, this guy must know where he's going. Once that look changes from this guy might not know where he's going to this guy definitely doesn't know where he's going, then it's time to launch ourselves into the story. And I can see by the looks on your faces tonight that that time is now. That time is now. Summertime, I can remember a, a particularly special summer, particularly special summer. When Mr. Mike Zippy found a dog, he found a little golden-colored terrier that came wandering up onto, wandering up onto his porch. This terrier looked like Benji, and he was trying to think of a good name for that dog, and he, he couldn't think of one, so he called it Dog Brown. Well, the dog wasn't brown, and so it was an unfitting name, but, but people called that dog Dog Brown. And he went everywhere with Mr. Zippy, everywhere. And so Dog Brown and Mr. Zippy, that summer, they could be seen in their truck driving along. And that, that little Dog Brown, he'd, he'd pile himself up on the ledge of that window and he'd poke his head out and he'd stare at traffic as they drove by. And those two little pointed up ears would be, would be waved back in the wind. It was a good, good sight. That was a good summer. That was the same summer. That was the same summer that my third grade teacher, who also taught Sunday school, decided to teach us in Sunday school class at the Southern Baptist Church about the book of Revelation. (laughs) Now, this is the best time of year to teach the book of Revelation because you have a bunch of children who are drunk on excitement and drunk on the prospect of summertime. They're thinking about 
They're thinking about public pools or going to the beach with their family or they're thinking about laying in a hillside and looking up at the clouds and counting different shapes. They're thinking about finally getting to wear shorts instead of pants and sandals instead of shoes. They're thinking about sunburns. I'm a redhead. Sunburns for me are like being dipped in hot boiling lava. I can spend a grand total of five minutes out in the sun before my entire summer is ruined. I can remember the long nights laying on a bed with red peeling skin and my father would rub this salve all over me. He'd rub this, this menthol salve all over me and he always called it salve. He didn't call it balm. He didn't call it grease. He didn't call it Vaseline or menthalatum. It was always salve. Everything was salve to him. It's an old word. He was a redhead too. He burned just as bad as I did. A sun, sunburn will make my freckles turn dark and my skin turn the same color as a boiled lobster. This is what all the children think about inside of Miss Williams' Sunday school class. We do not think about the moon turning to blood in the sea <laughs> being dried up and a great beast coming out of the sea with, with seven horns and, and 50 eyeballs and, and plagues of locusts swarming the earth four horsemen riding down riders in the sky this is the wrong time of year to be talking about these sorts of things but but Miss Williams was like any Baptist she believed that that this wonderful time of year needed to be cut a little bit with a, a strong dose of reality and so we went through the book of Revelation and after each class we would all be so scared so scared that we, we would talk with each other in little clumps and we'd say, do you think all oh, that's real? Do you think that's real? And someone would say, well, my daddy says. And so the conversation would go and we would have these biblical conversations that would terrify us. And this, I suppose, is what Mrs. Williams wanted. She liked to see children terrified. It was perhaps her most favorite emotion uh, to, for a child to wear with the exception of the emotion of contrition. Contrition was something she tried to teach whenever a child did something wrong. She would, she would bring them aside and she would, she would guilt them into feeling very, very sorry for what they'd done. She tried to do this with my buddy Adam and I. She pulled us aside and she said, oh, whoever put frogs in the girls' bathroom, oh, they have just terrified the little girls who who were in there. I bet those two little boys feel very badly about putting frogs in the girls' bathroom. My buddy Adam looked at her and he said, we did not put frogs in the girls' bathroom. And she said, all liars shall have their part in the lake of fire. But Adam was not lying. He was not lying. We did not put frogs in the girls' bathroom. We put them in the boys' bathroom, and how they got to the girls' bathroom, I'll never know. Once we'd get out of school, we would, we would go and we would spend our time running. It seems like in my memory, it seems like the hillsides and, and the streets were all virgin. The streets were more, mostly dirt and the hillsides were undeveloped. Today I drive through parts of town and I drive through side streets and everything looks developed. I see houses and I see condos and I see apartment complexes and brand new Circle K 
and Tom Thumbs on every street corner. And the streets are paved beautifully with, with thick asphalt. And there's always road construction going on. There's orange barrels on the sides of the roads. And men wearing neon vests who are telling me to stop, slow, go, stop, slow, go. And the hillsides are all, all made into atrocities with, with new construction. But back then, in my memory at least, whether it's true or not, I do not know, everything was virgin. We would run along a green hillside that was covered in daisies, or we would run along a red dirt road and kick up rooster tails of red dust behind us. This was summer. We spent a lot of time in the woods, a lot of time in the woods. We, we lived in the woods, and we had not these little devices in our pocket 24 hours a day or our friends could keep a hold of us and text us, and, and, and we could look up instant information on Google. No, we did not have that. Today, a child can flush his toilet from outer space by pressing his button on a glass screen. You can control a NASA spaceship with one finger on your smartphone making zigzags. You can find your way into any locale on this planet with that phone because it has a GPS in it. Back then, our only GPS was our nose, was our feet, was our intuition. We would follow crick beds for as long as they would go. We would gather crawfish. We were children who enjoyed the summertime. My friend, he's got a, a few daughters. This year, he couldn't get them to get out and enjoy the summer. He said they're trapped. They're trapped inside, and they're, they're working on their iPads and on their iPhones and on the computers, and they're just, they're just interested in their games. There's a game out there called Fruit Ninja, and these little girls, they're, they're experts at Fruit Ninja. I've watched them play for hours on end. They just swipe their finger across the screen and they make little giggling sounds. It's amazing. It's amazing. I understand they're world famous in some, some online circles for their, their prowess at Fruit Ninja. So my friend decided he would take his family to the beach, to Gulf Shores, Alabama. He did what any average suburban male does. He, he piled them in to the, to the minivan and he piled in a cooler a cooler with all sorts of, of adult beverages and snacks for the road. He piled in inflatable toys that only cost about a dollar a piece. They're big pink and yellow things that have, have the heads of giraffes and elephants on them. And he piled in life vests and sand toys and lawn chairs and all sorts of things that you probably don't need, but you can't take a trip without them because once you get there, you'll find that you actually need them. And they drove, and they were in a traffic jam for a long way on I-65, long way. Traffic jam that just seemed to sit there. And he looked into the back seat, and he saw his two little girls playing on their, on their technological devices with their fingers swiping across the screen. And he said, hey, how about we sing a song? How about we sing a song? And so he started singing songs that we learned back in Sunday school a long time ago, songs like... I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. I didn't sing it that low back then. <laughs> my voice has been ravaged by the effects of, of testosterone. <laughs> he sang, Father Abraham had many sons. 
and many sons had father Abraham. I am one of them, and so are you. So let's pull down our pants. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I got into a lot of trouble for singing it that way in the third grade. That's not how it goes. He sang songs like, I may never march in the infantry, ride in the cavalry, shoot the artillery. I may never fly over the enemy, but I'm in the Lord's army. Yes, sir. He sang, Joshua fought the battle of Jericho, Jericho, Jericho. He sang, Pharaoh, Pharaoh, whoa, no, Lord, let my people go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which sounds strangely like Louie Louie. <laughs> he sang all the songs. He's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the whole world in his hands. He sang one of my favorite songs. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Won't let Satan blow it out. I'm gonna let it shine. He sang, Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong. I had a friend who sat beside me in Sunday school named Bridget, and she said, I don't get it. Little ones to him belong. I thought little meant being short. How about little ones to him be short? <laughs> and so we sang it like that for a long time. Little ones to him be short. And <laughs> our teacher hated that. She hated that a lot. But she didn't hate that as much as she hated Jesus loves the little children. All the children of the world. Red and yellow, black and pink. Even if they kind of stink. Jesus loves the little children of the world. If you did stuff like that in her class, you could expect an entire in-depth exposition on the book of Revelation in your summer break. Which is what she decided to do. Oh, my friend was driving along and he was teaching his girls these songs. These are classic songs. The B-I-B-L-E. Yes, that's the book for me. I stand alone on the word of God. The B-I-B-L-E. Or I am a C. I am a C-H. I am a C-H-R-A-S-T-I-A-N. And I have C-H-R-A-S-C-N-I-H-E-R-A-T. And I will L-O-V-E-E-T-E-R-N-A-L-L-Y. And of course, if you're feeling a little bit frisky and surly, you will add the letters O-N-G to the end of every letter and every consonant. And so it will come out sounding like total blasphemy to your third grade Sunday school teacher. It will sound like, I am a Kong. I am a Kong Hong. I am a Kong Hong Rong. I song Tong I know. And I have Kong Hong Rong. I song Tong in my Hong E Rong Tong. And I will long I Vong E Tong E Rong Long E Long Long Yong. I can't believe I don't know how to do that. But his girls were not interested in this. They were not interested in the old songs. They were not interested in, in, in the heritage of a whole bunch of snot-nosed brats who sat inside that back room at the First Baptist Church and learned how to sing songs, songs about being, being related to Father Abraham. But he tried. 
he tried. And they sat quietly in the back seat with their fingers swiping across the screens. And he, he finally gave up. And he turned on a radio song that they wanted to hear as two little girls. And radio has changed a lot. It's changed a lot since we were coming up. Radio nowadays is primarily produced with computers instead of instruments. There used to be a time when you could turn on the radio and you could hear things with steel guitars and twin fiddle intros. Today, they're robots, and so they will play these songs through a computer. And these computerized songs sound like a girl who brought an electric guitar to a chainsaw fight. (laughs) So he turned off the radio, and when he got to Gulf Shores, finally, he was tired and his back hurt. His back hurt, and his wife, she was massaging him with Tiger Bomb, or what my father might have called Sav. They had a nice condo. It was a beautiful place. It had just been redone. had tile floors, had granite countertops. And he was feeling a little bit depressed. He was feeling that childhood has been robbed from his girls, and he just wanted to connect with them somehow. But they just, they just were different. This generation is, is different, and it's hard to reach people in it. And so he, he sat on a chase recliner outside on that patio, and he felt a little bit sorry for himself. And while he sat there, his wife came out, and she, she had her hands behind her back. And she said, girls, come out here and show, show your daddy what you've been working on. His girls came from the back room, two beautiful little girls, long, blonde and brown hair, pretty little girls, and they were carrying paper, not iPads, not iPhones. They were carrying paper, and on this, on this coloring paper were, were pictures of their family trapped inside a minivan on I-65, and on the bottom, it said, we love you, Daddy, and one of his daughters had written on the bottom of that coloring page, he's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the whole world in his hands. And my friend said he, he started to tear up a little bit. They all went down to the beach and they tried to catch Sam fleas. And they all sang a little bit. They sang, they sang. Father Abraham had many sons, and many sons had Father Abraham, and they'd never had that good of a time in all their life. And my friend asked his wife, he said, how did you get them to do it? How did you get them to finally put down their, their, their tablets and their smartphones? And she said, it's simple. It's simple. As soon as we got to the condo, I sat them down. I took away their phones and their, and their iPads, and I got the Bible and I read them stories straight from the book of Revelation to scare the bejesus out of them. Hey, thanks for listening to Sean of the South. I've been your host today, Sean Dietrich, and man, it has been a true pleasure. Hope you join us next week. That music here behind me today is Lateral Blue Band, Caleb Edwards, Kyle Lee, Corey Coswell, and Laura Epling. Find anything more about what they do, you can visit LateralBlueBand.com. Hope you download their new album on iTunes. Check them out on Spotify, YouTube, or CD Baby. Just check them out, whatever you do. These guys are good. Find anything more about what I do, you can visit SeanOfTheSouth.com. While you're there, hope you drop me a line. Tell me about your wedding 
announcements, your birthday announcements, or even tell me a story about getting your house cat out of the tree. doesn't matter to me. I'd love to read stuff on the air for my friends. And speaking of friends, friends, God himself must love the common man because he made so dadgum many of us. Adios. <laughs>